Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. souls, we can feel it in our hearts, and we know that soon we will be celebrating the birth of the Christ child, but we know we're not there quite yet. So God, as we continue to move through the season of Advent, as we continue to celebrate this calendar that, that you have given us, help us to remember that we celebrate you coming again. And that begins with the birth of the baby in a manger. So, Lord, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. I tell you, I don't know about you, but with all of the carols that we sang today, kind of gets you in the mood, doesn't it? It it gets you ready, ready to celebrate Christmas. But as I said, we're, we're not quite there yet. This is the fourth Sunday of Advent, and, and while our focus and our, 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 our minds turn closer to the manger, we still know that we are celebrating something bigger. That's why we have this, this calendar, the, the, this new calendar, not, not new calendar, calendar that's been around for a long time, but we really haven't spent a lot of time focusing on the Christian calendar, how the beginning of the new year doesn't start on January the 1st, but it starts on the first Sunday of Advent to remind us of what this is all about. Remember the very first Sunday of Advent, we, we, we had that image of the up and down, downward and upward movement, uh, reminding us that, that it all starts from God and it comes to each and every one of us. That, that the movement comes from, from God coming from heaven to the earth 
not only here as the baby, but as God will come at the second coming to, to free us all and to bring us all to him. And then it moves again through epiphany to help us see Christ's action in the world, to see him, him moving among his people, teaching, healing, feeding, all of these things to prepare people to receive him as our king. But then we see that another change where it moves back down all the way to the emptiness of the cross and the tomb. Only for Christ to be lifted up to the, to the gift of the Holy Spirit poured out on each and every one of us. So then we can then go out into the world to proclaim the good news again, circling back to the beginning, that Christ will return. Hopefully you've been able to see all of that as we've been talking about the different movements of, of the season of Advent. First, we must be awakened to see that this Advent season isn't just about the baby, but it's all about Christ's work in the world. And then we anticipate, and we normally anticipate Christmas Eve, but, but really as Christians, we anticipate Christ's return so that, so that we may live fully in his kingdom. And we have that reminder every communion Sunday where we talk about the mystery of faith, how Christ has died, how Christ has risen, and how Christ will come again. We, we live fully knowing that Christ has died and Christ has risen, but we must anticipate his return and live and proclaim that message everywhere we go. And then we talked about how important priority is. The priority we have as a people of faith to, to repent or, 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 or to, to turn, to, to, to change from the direction that we have been going into a new way, full in Christ's action, in his life, and in his forgiveness and grace. I think today it takes all of those themes and, and, and it builds it all together as we talk about having a new year of faith. And I don't know about you, but for me, I think one of the best scriptures to, to talk about faith is this passage from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. I invite you to follow along with the words on the screen as we hear this word together. In the sixth month, the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to a town called Nazareth. Sent it to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. 
How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, if you're like me, I have been waiting for this Sunday. I, I, I love this Sunday. I love this passage. I love being able to share the story of Mary because it means that we are almost there. We, we are almost there and we are almost ready to, to live out that last message that the angel reminds us for that no word of God will ever fail. No word of God. Whatever God tells us, it will not fail. And he is showing this through Mary, through a, a, a young teenager that, that is out, out and about somewhere, and, and the angel comes and visits it and gives this extremely important news, that the news takes hold and takes root in Mary because of her faith. Can you even imagine what it would be like being a teenager told not only that you would have a son out of wedlock, but listen to these requirements that the son was going to fulfill, that this son would be great and be called the son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will have no end. See, what Mary just heard there from, Jesus, from the angel was that Jesus was going to be the fulfillment of everything that the, the Jewish people have ever hoped for, that, that he would come and, and he would finally set things right. That the, that the promise that the, the Jewish people have lived and received and have, have hoped for for all of their lives was finally going to be settled through this little baby that, that won't be born in Nazareth, but, but will be born in a little town called Bethlehem. You know, last week we heard a little bit about Joseph and how, how he almost took the, the road to pass Mary on and to set her aside, but, but because he stepped forward and repented and turned and followed the way that God had led him and Mary to live, Mary was then able to finally come out and say, may your word be fulfilled. May your word be fulfilled as you have told me. It's such a remarkable and mature response from a teenager. But that shouldn't surprise us, should it? Because Mary had this faith. And this faith was reminiscent to the forebearers of faith that came before her. 
If we go all the way to the, the book of Genesis, when Abraham was, was in this familiar surroundings with all of his family, was told to go to a new land. He, he went, and as we hear later in the, gospel, in, in the New Testament, it was said that his faith was credited to him as righteousness. And Abraham stepped out knowing that God was leading him to this new place. Then we move farther along in the story. Moses, he was set up easily as a shepherd. Uh, He was set forward with his family on top of this mountain, and then he was called to go free his people from Egypt. That I think probably one of the most famous here I am stories would have to be the story of Isaiah. As he had this vision where, where God were to ask, who am I to, to go and send? And Isaiah answers, here I am, Lord, send me. See, Mary is following along in that path of those who are stepping out in faith and knowing that because she is saying yes, God will be with her every step of the way. And I think the most important and amazing thing about this is that this all happened not because Mary was some important or, or a big-time person, but because she was this, this little girl that God saw that her faith could fulfill the purpose that God had for her. A little bit about the word faith. I think that can be end up can end up like the word repentance that we talked about last week. Faith is a word that can get misused and, and misrepresented. Faith can be something that, well, if I have faith, something will happen. You know, it, it, it's kind of this, this wishful hoping thing. But faith, for us followers of Jesus Christ, it, it, it's so much more than that. Faith, first and foremost, is a trust. It, it's saying that I am placing my trust not on the things of the world around me, but I am first and foremost placing my trust trust in God. Hebrews 11, 1 writes it this way. It says it's, it's a confidence in which we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. See, when we have faith, it, it's, it's most of the time not in something that, that we can fully grasp ourselves, but we know. We know that it is there for us to, to take a part of, to hold on to. And then we are called into action. See, faith is dead without the actual movement behind it. James 2 reminds us by saying that faith without works is dead. When we have faith, we are then called to move into an action, move into a, a different stance so that we can be faithful to what God is calling us to do. But sometimes when we move in action or when we move into a way to to live out our faith, it gets rocky. And then that's when faith calls us to persevere. 
you know, before we get to that words about faith being without works is dead, James in chapter 1, verses 2 through 3 writes, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Any time that, that, that we move out in faith, we will be tested. We will be tested because there are ways and forces out there that, that don't want us to move in the way that God is calling us to move. There are ways that, that, that we are held back because we know that if we move forward, we step out on this rocky ground, the, the, this unevenness of our lives. But God calls us to continue to move, just like he called Mary to continue to move because he has something even more spectacular than we could ever imagine. And that leads to what Advent is really all about. It's all about expectation. And, and that's how we end up with our faith, knowing that we are expecting that God will move in a way that we will see him move that will let us know that he is with us. See, it's already happened. We, we talk about the Advent story. We talk about the Christ child coming and being born on earth. That is the first breaking, breaking through moment, but it will happen fully when we see the second Advent the return of Christ, the new heaven and the new earth combining with us here and now. And we must live in full expectation to see God in our midst. So that leaves the question, where does that leave us? You know, we'll be putting away the, the, the candles and the tree and the decorations here shortly after Christmas is over. What does that leave us when Christmas comes and goes? Well, that's something we'll have to wait and hear about when we tune into our Christmas Eve services at either 7.30 and 11 on YouTube or Facebook to hear how we do that. Would you please pray with me? Oh, God. We thank you for your great love for us. And we thank you that as we experience what faith is, it is placing our full trust in you. It, it, it's allowing us to be in action when you call us to move. It is for us to persevere when times get rough, but it is to expect that you are here, and that you will never, ever leave us. So God, as we are just five days away, help us to fully anticipate your love and your grace so that we may share with others the good news of the Christ who was born, the Christ who has died and raised again, and the Christ that will come again. Amen.